0: You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. I'm going bike shopping. Bike shopping? I just figured. A lot of... I love Sacramento, Mm -hmm. and I love this city, and Mm -hmm. I for multiple reasons but i love being downtown even more so Mm -hmm. um because i love riding my bike and the only issue with sacramento is that our weathers um you get you get get blasted by all these nerds that live in the the midwest or north and and when you say our weather's extreme but yeah yeah. uh our, our our fluctuation of weather is just as extreme as theirs theirs just gets colder and ours just gets hotter Right, Right? Like Minnesota gets to like zero all the time, but then their summers are probably 70 or 80, Mm -hmm. where our summers are like 110. I think, what, last year we had like three weeks in a row that was 100
1: in like late July, right? So that's freaking hot. We've we've gotten into that global warming zone where it's
0: it's hotter every summer. Right. And then the winter, uh, this one was actually pretty crazy for us considering where we are, but like a lot of rain- for us actually just a fair amount of rain in general i'd say if you compared it around the nation a good amount of rain and we sit at like the 40s right and so like that's not bike riding weather and 110 depending on my activity i could ride my bike like if i was coming to podcast i might do it i'd probably be pretty sweaty in here but i don't really care about podcasting but if i'm gonna go like to a dinner or something i probably wouldn't wouldn't be wet but uh nighttime It gets to like 85, like 10 o'clock at night Uh in Sacramento summers is one of the greatest things ever. So long story short. Uh, I, I live downtown now And a lot of the homies Come by And we use the little Jump bikes Uber has bikes here That you can right. rent And those are cool But I thought it would be cool If I just have bikes In my garage For the buddies oh, right. So I have one right now And then uh, We're going to go After this And find a used Bike shop Where are you going? I don't know I think there's a place Down here that's Volunteer only I was doing some research Oh a uh, bike kitchen? Something yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So I was going to go there so I used to do some stuff With them Yeah So see if they have uh, A bike or two I can buy on the cheap And um at least have three bikes for now because I have mine. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like a, a major bike guy, but like yeah. I know a little bit and I've had a cool Bianchi. Uh, yeah. It's just is like busted. So, and then I want to ride bikes and then we're going to the Rivercats game. I, I I'm like, not only does my work life get busy, but then my social life gets busy at the same time. Sometimes I'll go and I'll do nothing, and I love that actually. But then both hit me like a ton of bricks. Right. Like these podcasts were slamming out this week cuz you're going out of town and I was out of town and uh, then you're going out of town again. Yeah, then I'm going out of town again. I haven't even bought my tickets 3 weeks. Do you trust that Hopper app not to switch uh, freaking conversations? Oh,
1: uh the one where you're you're flying in segments instead of instead of one all the way through?
0: No, uh, I think no, I think it it, it will split up you're there and back by different airlines, but it just is supposed to notify you when it's cheapest. Oh yeah, uh, but it's getting close, and it keeps saying like, "Wait, wait, wait!"
1: It's gonna get cheaper, but I'm leaving in three weeks. I use um, Google Flights too. I've never heard of that. And it, and and then I mean, I've heard of Google, just never used it. And then I think my wife is paying for the subscription to Scott's Cheap Flights. Oh. like you can get a um, you can get just notifications, but it doesn't have a lot of specifics. If you pay for the subscription, then it gives you. Um, exactly like how to book and stuff I, I saw this thing yesterday That a couple of
0: the big airlines are pulling themselves Off of Expedia Yeah I don't know which one to trust on those too Sometimes I feel like I've done kayak and Expedia And I'll, Travelocity whatever the crap And then I'll go and I'll have like 20 Freaking tabs open on my computer And then I'll put each airline up Even though I typically fly with just mm. one um, When I can But but then I feel like it's cheaper just going through the airline sometimes Like what's the oh, point no, it, of Expedia it can be. Yeah. It can be. But yeah. this hopper thing I think I mean it says it's really expensive right now, and that'll get cheaper in the next two weeks. Some and people tell me it's good.
1: Something I heard yesterday, and we experienced it when we were flying back from Europe last year, is that there are fares on those those apps, those um, comparison apps, that are things that the the airlines don't really want to sell because they don't they don't want to sell that uh, ticket that basically you you can you only have carry on. Oh uh, yeah yeah. Or you don't you can. You can have one carry on, right? And anything more than that, you have to pay for. Yeah, and you might as well just check, and then you have to pay for that separately. But the companies I go
0: with, I gotta pay anyways. But right?
1: it it, keep, it keeps it the uh, fare a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah. And they don't really want to sell those because it's more of a hassle, and people get pissed off, and they don't realize what's going on. Like it's exactly what happened to us. We ended up paying more. We got back to the to um, go back to the U.S. and trying to get home, we had to pay more. We almost didn't get it on a plane because yeah. like it doesn't it's not well disclosed that you suddenly can't can't do this thing. Fine print. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they would rather uh, the airlines would rather you go to them directly to figure out what yeah. the fuck. So. I, and but
0: then sometimes at least my last flight uh, the, uh, dealing with the airlines people in person, I don't know if it was the city or the terminal or what. Uh, people were rude as shit. Where were you? Boston and then Newark. I'm just about to go to Boston on a layover. And, and people were just uh Boston they were more just lost and then Newark they were like dicks. I don't know. Are you talking about passengers? No, no, I'm talking about uh, people that work for the company at the desks. I'm
1: not not a fan of that. The other thing I've noticed that um, the slowest people in the
0: world work in the food concessions at airports. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They really don't. No, that's like everywhere I, I feel like now because like, and not to get too deep into wages and minimum wage and what people are struggling with, but those kind of jobs, people just literally don't give a shit. What, what, what's crazy is what stands
1: out is when you actually get good service.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How Same with the, the flight, not flight attendants. Flight attendants tend to be decent. The people at the desk are dicks. And I'm like, your job literally is customer service. Yeah. Like you learn the little computer, which isn't that difficult. And your job is customer service. And you're a bitch. Right. Let's chill out. Yeah. I think I'm just going to buy first class. Which needs another next thought in my head. <laughs> I, I've never done that. It's so expensive. Sometimes I can't make myself do it. I'm, I'm bad in my head. I, I go through phases. I think my financial... Um my financials spirit animals bipolar because like sometimes I'm just the frugalest person in the world and I'm like no I'm not even going to go to In-N-Out like three bucks I'm saving it and like I won't spend money for like six months and then sometimes I'm like fuck it I just buy like three basketball jerseys for 500 bucks (laughs) you know and that's just how my head works and then and then the whole world and you know you're on Twitter and all these motivational pieces of shit yelling at me like spend your money on experiences that's what matters in life can't take the money to the grave everybody's graves dug the same depth and all this bullshit and then I'm like you're Right Fuck it First class for me and mom for so we heading to Florida <laughs> It's not that bad It's like double I think it's like uh, About 400 there And it's about a grand Okay Which obviously is well, cheap <laughs> But it's, it's a long ass flight Yeah I'm going to Orlando So like It's eight hour day Yeah I want to sit next to my mom Neither of us are small Yeah First well, class
1: it is I guess Well here's what we're doing um, Which is very different from that <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this uh, so much on the cheap. Okay, so we're flying to Boston on Southwest points. Uh, see, I and don't then, have points for shit. And then we fly. You know how have to get a different credit card, Yeah, girl. I do. That's, that's the thing right there. Um, flying to, uh, yeah, uh, Chase Sapphire, and then get it. Get, and then because you, you it makes probably the best points out there. I have,
0: I have a good card for points, Chase, but uh, the points for flying... And the points for like cashback are the exact same. Uh, Does that make sense? Like the value worth of the points is the same. So I always just give myself cash. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, I don't know how any of this bullshit works. No one teaches you this shit, and then the same with your insurance issues. They just fucking scam you. They don't, or they don't like tell you. Maybe it's not a scam. Scam's, scam's a they bad don't word. Is they, they don't just th- don't tell you? Yeah,
1: they don't yeah. tell you, and unless you're paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, you,
0: you, I have like four Chase credit cards, and they all give me the same point value. And I've looked, and I'm like, oh, like for birthdays or whatever, because mm-hmm. you get points for gift cards. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll get them gift card, this and that. And I did the math one time, and the the, the cash for a gift card, the the points for uh, flying, and the points for Cash back into my account is the exact same yeah. value. So obviously, I just take cash and then go buy whatever and the go fuck I'm to buy. So yeah, we're using points to fly to
1: Boston, and then we're flying from Boston to Halifax on Air Canada. Because we is, don't have Air Canada here. Yeah, you can, but, but it, not Sacramento. No, but but uh, it can cost you. And this is not. This is not first class. This is this is coach. This is economy. Whatever. Yeah, it can cost you. You know, between eight hundred and fifteen hundred bucks uh, round trip to Cal- Halifax. Fr- yeah, from Sacramento. Yeah, that's steep too. That's it's very steep. It's a long way. It's I mean, you can't do it in less than really thirteen hours. Yeah, it's long. So yeah, we're so we're flying from there and then back, flying back into Boston, uh, going to a buddy's fortieth birthday party. Southwest so I been in, so. in Maine, spending a few days. Your in wife's Maine. not large though. No, my wife is not large. She's not.
0: She's very small. She would choose to sit in the middle, regardless. Yeah, that's Most what I'm saying. Time. That's yeah. perfect. I'm not sitting in no middle. Yeah, no, me either. Me, me, Connor, and my buddy Kyle did that. Three guys in a row, and like Kyle's like tall, but like not little. He's got shoulders, and Connor's not little. He's a little bit bigger than the average guy. I think I'm bigger than the average guy. <laughs> Connor's definitely bigger than the. Yeah, average guy. so that's not comfortable. He's, he's he's rugby player size. Yeah, yeah, he's probably not, two he's not bills. huge. No, but he's two player. bills. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need I need the first class flight. But I don't know I need I know there's secrets out there on how to get me into first class and I just don't know how it is. And I think there's secrets on how to get first class cheap, and I don't know that either. You buy early, you buy late. Because I've been searching for this flight since January or February. Oh jeez. And it hasn't gotten cheaper, but my app tells me it's gonna get cheaper. Maybe it's lying to you. It might be fucking lying to me. But first class prices haven't changed when I looked on the United website, so or Delta or any of them bitches. And it's literally yeah, I mean I just, I obviously, I'm self-justifying and figuring why I'm doing this, but like, uh, comfortable for eight hours, and then like, checking a bag or two bags, me and my mom, or three potentially if she brings two, because we're going to a wedding. uh, There's a hundred bucks plus, right, right, and so if I'm spending four or five hundred bucks on a ticket, first class, your bags are free. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, I'm spending more cash, but I'll drink my wine worth or something.
1: It is hot in here right now. I, t- I have to shut the vent off in here a lot of the time because it's either way too hot or way too cold. Right now, it is really hot in here. It's starting to get hot in socks. it's yeah. 80-something outside. Yeah. Summertime's here. It's enough to raise your blood pressure. And speaking of that, um, i want going to talk a little bit about sodium because uh, I'm I'm confused. I really don't know the answer. I know a couple of things, but I don't know the answer at all. I see people saying, you know, have a low-salt diet because – you know, high sodium in your blood is bad. It leads to high blood pressure, leads to other problems, whatever. And then I see other people who are in our industry saying, oh, take salt because it increases your performance. Yeah. And the- and Obviously so, it hydrates you. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's supposed to make you more hydrated. Like if you're trying to drink, you know, I don't know about a gallon a day. Yeah. I can't do that shit. But, yeah. but if you don't want to go pee every 15 seconds, then it helps you hold on to some of the, the extra water that you're drinking uh supposedly but uh then there's then you're back to high blood pressure or yeah. whatever and then i've got like sea salt sitting over there that's supposed to not um it's not supposed to interact that way. Or
0: fucking Himalayan
1: Himalayan sea salt. Oh, what the hell is that? Uh, it's from the Himalayas. <laughs> I think that whatever over there is actually Irish. But I would still. love to
0: find the scam that says that salt's not from the Himalayas. Yeah, well, it
1: probably isn't <laughs> it's like like spring water is not from fucking mountain springs. Right. It's from mostly municipal water supplies. And if you make the fucking salt pink and in bigger chunks. Everybody's gonna buy it. Yeah, everybody's gonna buy it. Yeah, and just like like the blue uh, um, methamphetamine in um, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Novelty.
0: Novelty gimmick. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, obviously, I'm a little bit younger, but I think a lot of these weird things happened in the media in the 90s as obesity started to become more apparent in the U.S. Yeah. And I don't know who the research is or or, or what the political background is to get these things in magazines, but there's obviously agendas being pushed, right? From whether it be uh, you hear a lot about the dairy industry uh, and different political things moving on with lobbyists or whatever and pushing uh-huh. agendas or or the meat industry or the plant industry or the corn, yeah. whatever it might be um, through 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 our country um, and then through that uh, whatever nutritional guidelines start to pop out and I think those are heavily influenced by the political uh you know goings on uh in our country but i think in the 90s in particular it's still apparent but there's all these nutritional stuff coming out by america saying uh fats killing america Mm -hmm. salts killing america leading to heart attacks leading to stroke leading whatever and then now luckily for us the good thing of social media in the internet podcasts, youtube whatever different experts if not in my opinion, more real experts now have a bigger voice where Mm -hmm. these guys that are doing the research or or practicing the research or doctors that are a little bit more open-minded or or find research from more than just one lab um, can now have a voice to share their thoughts. And uh, I think sodium and fat are the biggest ones that popped up in the 90s, saying how bad both of those were. But uh, my personal take, I ain't no doctor. But I believe... um, all these depend on obviously your condition and when you're sending out guidelines hopefully we're talking to people that are healthy without you know mm-hmm. you start to get pre-diabetic you start to get some of these things mm-hmm. where you have you know really high blood pressure then the conversation changes same with exercise same with how much water you should eat protein you should eat whatever mm-hmm. all the guidelines that you and I are used to talking about are talking to athletes that hopefully don't have these issues although depending on the sport they may be pre-diabetic and yeah, also have uh, right, be an exactly, athlete for sure but I think the biggest thing with sodium again talking to the healthy general pop um, is to keep it uh, at least consistent that the the, the only health issues or anything weird that may happen with the salt is uh, uh, drastic fluctuations either way so if you're eating whatever milligrams a day Mm -hmm. if you kind of eat that all the time and you even out your water and you're getting water and you're getting an exercise, oh, yeah. you'll probably be just fine. Like salt ain't going to kill you. Now I may be wrong. And obviously we're going to have an expert tell us, <laughs> but that's, that's as far as all the research and the, um, readings that I've done through, uh, nutritionists and, and, and dietitians and doctors or whatever that are more in the fitness space, that's kind of the, the words that they're putting out. Um, and maybe there is that maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, you know, 20 years of high consumption, you die. But uh, I'm pretty sure that if you just keep it even, then your body adapts to how much water you're taking in, Mm -hmm. it uh, adapts to how much salt you're taking in. Uh, And if you're moving around, uh, the the, the truth to all this fucking thing is, if you move a little bit, and you do a little bit normal shit,
1: you'll probably be okay.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, I think I remember having read a long time ago, too, and I I haven't checked up on this, so I may be completely talking out of my ass, but um, that only some people actually are sensitive to salt in a way that raises their blood pressure.
0: Which may be true, yeah, genetically, or from where you're from, or your family's from. Yeah, no, yeah, so,
1: so I don't know either, that's a that's an open question that I have, but I think that the thing that we face just with this show, period, is a lot of what people just walk around thinking they know is things that they've heard in the media, which are misinterpretations of, of yeah. studies that released, or studies that... Uh, the reporting on studies has been badly written so that it's misleading. I think that's number one. Or they take a thing out, yeah, particularly misleading, they take a thing out of it and put too much importance on it and make that the lead in the story because it's the sexiest thing it's right. most likely for people to read or click on or whatever
0: yeah and I don't want to throw names out and like talk shit but like there's all these doctor type TV shows that are watched yeah. by millions over the last 10 years and those guys like one I think they're reaching out of their practice which is yep. common in everything right like there's a reason why I tell you guys like jokingly but not like I'm not a doctor and then I tell you what I want to talk right. because yeah I got a big background in strength and conditioning I have a decent handle on basic mm-hmm. nutrition but i I'm I'm not going to recommend one way or the other, but these other doctors are like heart surgeons and the other ones uh, foot doctors and the other ones a chiropractor or whatever it is. But then they're reaching way out their bounds and because they have an MD or PhD in front of their name, it, it holds more weight to the world, uh, mm-hmm. even though when you're outside of your practice, if you're a foot doctor and you start talking about deadlifting and you're a uh, Heart surgeon and you start talking about uh, getting lean for a bodybuilding show or whatever it might be, it it just may not uh, actually necessarily be true. They have the same... Um, background is me and you where did they learn that well they maybe read and did some podcasts and and did these things rather than actually learning that through your school which in America and the world uh, I've gone on rants also it holds an insane amount more weight than experience or self research which I get it it's a built up system and that's just how it is right now but um, I think that these shows I don't think they have malicious intent, um, but they're the ones going out there, like, "Oh yeah, you need to detox your freaking this and that with tea," right. and you're like, "All right, man, like, uh, that's just you're just you're just trying to," and it's clickbait. It's right. clickbait. Just as much clickbait as it is on YouTube is on these TV shows right. because, oh, when we get back from the commercial, learn how to lose 10 pounds just with kale. And then they fucking, you're waiting through the commercials to drink a kale shake to, to change your dream, to get the shortcut to what you're trying to achieve. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, our guest today is uh, Dr. Spencer Nadolsky. He is a, um, he's a physician. He's a, I don't know exactly what, what his He's, I mean, he basically is a primary care physician. Yeah. But he does it through uh, a, a different kind of company. It's a totally different relationship. Um, and uh, he works with a lot of people who are trying to lose weight and trying to get healthier and stuff. So we decided to talk to him about this topic. So uh, that's what we're going to do right now. We keep seeing recommendations about using additional salt, additional sodium for performance. And there's and like historically it, we've been told to try to reduce sodium and then you see people saying, "Oh, use Himalayan sea salt in your water or whatever X number of times a day for um for increased performance." What what's your opinion on that?
2: Yeah, so that is actually a common question. You know, if I'm recommending a certain type of food or sometimes I actually recommend like microwavable uh, meal replacement type of, you know, lean cuisine type of things and, and it's for convenience and people are like, but what about the sodium? And, and yeah, you know, high sodium diets tend to be uh, related when they look at these epidemiological studies related to cardiovascular disease. And it probably has to do with, um, blood pressure Mm -hmm. but but when when it comes down to individuals if you don't have high blood pressure you really have to worry about the sodium and especially if you're active so like when you're really active you're sweating you're losing some electrolytes that way and having that adequate sodium can be beneficial i'm not aware of any studies that, that show adding additional salt to a, a, a standard kind of diet is beneficial unless you're just, unless you, you're not getting enough in your actual diet. Mm-hmm. So I'm unsure if adding Himalayan salt is, is beneficial. In fact, you know, some people go too far and use sea salt and some of this Himalayan salt and don't get enough uh, iodine in their diet, you know. So, wow. um, uh, you know, iodized salt came about because people were not getting enough iodine in their diet, and and they get, got began getting goiters. That, yeah. that was the the leading cause of hypothyroidism at, at one point. Um, uh, and now they still have that issue in, in other, like, third world and other countries. But we're starting to see a, uh, some case studies pop up. In fact, I've had a few patients where all they were using was sea salt, and they had hypothyroidism. Not because they had autoimmune disease, like what I have. I have Hashimoto's uh, mm. thyroiditis, which is which is the leading cause of hypothyroidism um, uh, in the United States. But now we're starting to see some people get hypothyroidism from an iodine deficiency, uh, and it's because they're not using iodized salt. So anyway, that's just kind of a side point. So, um, so the real the reality is that probably too low of sodium is, is an issue. We're starting to see yeah. there's probably a sweet spot, and there's the, the, uh, the leading experts go back and forth, and you see these new studies based on, you know, they do these urinary studies looking at potassium and sodium and, and showing that, hey, it looks like the people that live the longest aren't eating the, the least amount of salt or sodium, and there's probably something to that when you decrease your salt. Or sodium so much, you do see some possible adverse effects. And then obviously, when you increase it past a certain threshold, there's there, there can be some adverse effects as well, especially for those who are sensitive and have uh, increased blood pressure levels to it. So when a on a population, you know, basis, it's it's hard to give a certain recommendation because it's like yeah, you know, everybody should be eating less salt, and then it confuses people because you know, instead of focusing on probably calories, which they should be, they're they're thinking about sodium and individuals who don't have high blood pressure probably don't need to worry about it if they're eating an otherwise healthful diet, uh, uh, including a lot of potassium and other high nutrient types of foods, which can counteract that elevated sodium intake. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of look at it. You know, I, I like the epidemiological studies and the public health thing, but I, I also look at it from an individual standpoint. If somebody's relatively lean and they're active, they can handle a lot more sodium Mm. and, and not have adverse effects. What about go ahead?
0: uh, Sorry about that. What about like uh, Gatorade and some of these drinks out there that you know their whole commercials about sodium and et cetera, et cetera? Uh, You mentioned electrolytes earlier. Uh, I think potassium, a couple others, uh, obviously are lost when we sweat or exercise. Uh, Is it is it that um, necessary that we replenish them ten seconds after we lose them, Uh, or like you kind of said, for the normal person, just to get them in your diet throughout the day, um, plus some water might be enough.
2: Yeah, so unless you're doing intense exercise, uh, you know, 30 to 60 minutes losing losing multiple pounds from sweat, you know, if you're just a, a recreational weightlifter, you're not going to need Gatorade. I mean, this is where we see issues with, with younger kids. Uh, mm. All they're doing is drinking Gatorade because they thought, oh, it's a sports drink. It's good for me. And, right. You know, we're seeing how increase increased obesity obviously uh as you know um and i have to then go like look just drink water for most of my patients just drink water it's it's these you know triathletes and um runners and not just you know a few mile run it's it's it's, it's more like people training for uh, marathons uh and um and really intense exercisers uh and also you know you can there can be some benefit if if uh, if you're thinner and, you, and you're trying to gain weight, obviously, and you're trying to replenish your glycogen, and you're, you're working out more than once a day too, because it's not just the the electrolyte; it can also be the uh, glucose and, and fructose as well that can help with with that. But in general, most people probably don't need to.
1: Yeah, I think we tell. Talk- Mike and I both tell powerlifters all the time you don't need to do that stuff because you're not really glycogen depleting and you're not really sweating enough to make yeah, some of them are no. sweaty because they're fat, but that's a totally different story. <laughs> it, it, it's really not, it's not worth the calories to drink the, uh, the no, no,
2: egg. absolutely not. Tastes good. I mean, some people I you know, propel is one, it's, it's the it's yeah. the calorie free one that I generally recommend. If you need something kind of sweeter, then yeah, you know, maybe go towards that, but otherwise, just drink water, we're going to get enough electrolytes in your food uh, for most people.
0: And like you said, maybe a little Chipotle here and there or a little microwave uh, uh, meal is <laughs> yeah. not going to end your life if you're uh, healthy and exercising. Exactly. Awesome.
1: Well, I, th- I think that covers a, the both topics to the extent that we need to on this show. Uh, where can people find you?
2: Great. Um, so find me on Instagram, uh, instagram.com slash dr Nadolsky, d-r-n-a-d-o-l-s-k-y and then also i'm part of the renaissance periodization crew so uh, cool. check us out at RenaissancePeriodization.com.
0: that's a good crew man uh hung out with mike a bunch in la a bunch of times really really oh, good
2: yeah, yeah he's, he's a great guy him and nick are my faves so um yeah check us out there
0: awesome thanks so much man thank you very much you got it <laughs> bye have bye. a great bye. one <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. If you do, please share it with your friends. It helps us grow a lot. We really appreciate it. Give us a rating and review. You can find me Asylum Michael Two K's Instagram, Twitter, Fifty Percent Facts on Instagram. Give it a follow for all updates on the show.
1: I am at the Jim McD on all the social media, and we will catch you next time.